Welcome to Enchenio and Strength Podcast. This is a podcast to help new and aspiring entrepreneurs get your business off the ground with simple, easy, and effective mindset and business strategies. I am your host, Maria C. Krause. I love music, and I'm fully aware that I can't sing, but I do it anyways. It's the little things in life that spark my soul. I'm fascinated with the deep blue of the sky, the stars, and the moon, and I also love ice cream, tons of it. In this podcast, I bring special guests from all over the world, from different backgrounds and niches of expertise, who share their unique story and their most valuable tools, tips, and strategies to help you become more successful in all areas of your life. We cover everything from branding, mindset tools, Facebook ads, how to start a podcast, how to build a Facebook group, you name it. We're here to help you and empower you to build a life and business you always dreamed of. Enjoy this week's episode. Oh, can't get used to that. I am so sorry. I think they started with that yesterday. I don't know if my, Amanda, you hear it as well. This meeting is being recorded. I did. <laughs> it just catches me so off guard. Okay, welcome to another episode of Anchenia and Strength. And I, I say like if I do a little bit, a few more recordings listening to this voice, I'll get used to her voice saying that this is a recording, but it'll take me a little while. So for today, we have a very special guest. We have Amanda Peterson. Hi, Amanda. How are you? Hi, how are you? I'm very good. I'm so happy to have you here. Amanda is a life and base coach for corporate moms. Uh, Amanda, would you tell us a little bit about yourself so everybody can get to know you? Certainly. Thank you. Um, I reside in Northern Wisconsin and uh, like Maria said, I'm a life and business coach for corporate moms, uh, moms who are juggling it all between the career and the kids and uh, just looking for support in finding that balance as well as finding more passion in the work that they do. So um, certainly I'm looking at the mom as a person and just getting her to a happier place, as well as for those moms that are looking for more, guiding them through uh, whatever they need to do to get their businesses off the ground and finding um, success in that, as well as uh, balancing that with the family as well. Okay. Amanda, and tell, tell us, how did you get started? What's your background? Uh, my background, so I have a very interesting corporate background. I've done a lot of consulting in the healthcare world, specifically with healthcare IT. And for me, um, it's something that I'm very good at, but not necessarily passionate about. So, you know, five, six years ago, I started looking for something different or something more. I just felt it wasn't really what I was meant to do for the rest of my life, even though I was good at it. And it kind of brought me into the world of online business. You know, very first online business was a blog and I've done virtual assisting. I've done a bunch of different things, just looking for that passion. And along the way, I kind of realized that what I meant to do is kind of help bridge that gap for moms between the corporate world and our experiences there and turning that into something that we can do on our own and we can do really successfully and allows us to be us all the time and not necessarily um, fit into somebody else's mold from nine to five and then try to find ourselves in the 
rest of the hours of the day. Um, so just being that guide and that bridge for moms looking for that same sort of transition that I took. And can I ask you, Amanda, how was your transition? How did you find it going from working a corporate to starting your own business? It was difficult um, in a sense that there's all these rules in corporate America. And the more time you spend, you know, in corporate, you just kind of learn to kind of put yourself in that pocket and stay in your lane. And when you are an entrepreneur, there's not all these rules. Like you can be yourself. You can talk out how you would normally talk out. You don't have to necessarily follow somebody else's set of rules in order to climb any sort of ladder. You get to define what sort of ladder you want to climb as an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. and really make that journey your own, which seems really exciting and desirable. But when you've kind of been following all those little um, rules in corporate world, it's a hard transition out. Like, wait, I, I can say what I want. Wait, I can just like go from zero to 60 and not have to take all those little steps in between or um, learning or unlearning how success works in mm-hmm. a different environment was probably the hardest thing for me. The hardest part. And can I ask you, when it came to productivity, you know, because you go to corporate, you go to work every day and there's like this go, 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 go nonstop. And then you start your business. And I think for the first year, a lot of people get that as well. It's like, oh, you have to, you have to do, 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 because you have to be consistent. You have to be resilient. You have to be persistent. You have to show up, especially if you have an online business. Did you feel like you slowed down a bit? Did you feel like you had the same rhythm when you went into your own business? I would say for the first six months, I still had that same rhythm because that's what I knew mm-hmm. to do in order to be successful. But I can tell you that it doesn't necessarily operate that way in business. And it was a really great way to burn out on my business super fast just because I couldn't keep it up. You know, I couldn't um, be doing that from nine to five, and then also be doing that from all the hours afterwards. And also, I just learned that in the corporate world, I am replaceable. So if I burn myself out, that's like really bad for me, but not really bad for my boss. Whereas if I burn myself out in my business, that's just really bad for my business, because I am my business and I am my personal brand. So then it, it took me like six months before I realized the words boundaries or off days or the importance (laughs) of not taking client calls one day a week, just so I could focus on myself and not always be focusing on someone else, especially as a mom, that's really easy to do because it's our nature to always want to take care of others Mm -hmm. and make sure their needs are met. And actually having that permission slip as an entrepreneur to make sure my needs were being met was it it was weird for me for sure yeah thanks for sharing I mean I think everybody goes like they they put the foot on the pedal and just speed up on the first year and it's just like you you get to a point that you burn and crash you're like hold on 
then I start a business so I can have more freedom. <laughs> and then suddenly you're doing the same, exactly you know, the same rhythm as you had when you were doing your job. It's like I, I, I realized I did the same as you, and I was like, hold on, what am I doing? You know, you crash yeah. and burn. And how do you uh, find it now? You're how, how long you been in business now, Amanda? From transitioning because you said you I've been in my current longer. business. Yeah, it's a business, mentally and business coach. Yep. I've been a coach for the last year or so. So I did have my blogging. Um, that was a little bit short-lived because it was a lot more work than I realized to actually monetize a blog. Um, but I quickly found the virtual assisting and I had that business for a while mm -hmm. before um I just realized it wasn't my passion. It's It was something where just like my corporate job, I was good at it, but I knew I wasn't quite there yet as far as finding like what I was meant to be yeah. doing. And I think for new entrepreneurs, that is perfectly okay. Um, sometimes you just have to get started and go through a couple iterations of being a business owner before you realize what you were meant to do. And that's perfectly fine. I think sometimes we want to have it all figured out right away. Um, but you're not going to have it all figured out right away. But the quickest way to figure it out is to just start doing things and yeah. finding out what you like and don't like. Absolutely. So he said, like, I've been in business four years. And I think on the last six months for a year I wanted to transition into a different niche and part of me was petrified because I was like oh I've been in business four years how am I going to do that it's not that I just got started and then I just did it and I was like I'm just doing this I'm transitioning from business into alignment and I'm like it feels so much better I think like mm -hmm. I think as you you know you got in business as you said it's just getting started and then you start evolving you start finding what do you like but it's in, it's interesting how one door opens the other one right Right. Absolutely. And I've seen your transition over the last couple months and it was so natural. Um, probably because what I saw in you before kind of leaned this way anyway. So it was just kind of like, yeah, this is kind of what she's always talking about anyways, or this is kind of <laughs> like the vibe I'm getting from Maria. So, um, but I get it the whole, every time you pivot or, come to a new realization it's scary to change it it really is but um, it's working out for you it's awesome to see what you're doing these days thanks amanda thank you i mean you're right it's like you're always talking about that and i was like i realized i was like every time i had to talk about business and i'm like oh strategies i'm like oh my god and i used to go drive myself insane and although i was teaching my clients how to do that it just didn't fill me. And I was like, I'll get bored about doing lead pages and you know, all those kind of things. Right. You know, mm -hmm. So it, it was like, I might as well leave it to somebody who's really passionate about. Manda, tell me, Lavi, as we were talking about, you know, that transition of corporate and how hard was it? Did you feel like you had this whole baggage of limiting beliefs coming with you? Because I think that's, that's a lot, you know, when we transition into entrepreneurship, we start asking ourselves a lot of questions that we probably wouldn't have before because usually when you're in a job, they tell you what you're good at and what you're not good at, or they tell you what to do mm -hmm. and what not to do. As in when you're your own boss, you start doing that by yourself. And it's like, hold mm -hmm. up. Can I actually do that? Can I, can I, you know, and you start, you know, all those questions, as I said, they start popping up in your head. Absolutely. It was, you know, 
I could look at myself and I could see all the success that I had in corporate. But then once I thought about telling people I was a blogger or telling people I was doing something new, I was like, well, they're not going to see me as that. They're going to see me as this very successful person in every other area of my life and act like, well, why are you trying that? You have everything you need right now. Why are you trying something else? And even as I got into the blogging world and got into virtual assisting, I was or service providers, like why would a client work with me when they could work with that person? That person has more experience or their social media profiles look more polished, everything like that. And anytime you're doing something new, it's so hard because you're always thinking of everywhere you're not perfect or everywhere someone else looks more perfect than you. And then you just kind of think like, Oh, I can't do it. I, I can't. And it all really stems back from in the corporate world, in the academic world, everybody's trying to put a label on you and they're going to mm-hmm. say, well, this is you, this is your job. Don't try to move into a different specialty because this is what you're really good at. And um, for example, in my corporate job, I was a consultant where I would just come in and help people design workflows for their um, patient uh, registration department. So I would help design workflows. And I really wanted to move into the more functional piece of IT and actually building the systems and getting into the, the software. But I was told, you're not good at that. You're really good with people. So you can't try something new. And it also stems back to like academics. If you're Mm -hmm. a really strong math student and you want to try drama club, people kind of give you that same attitude where, why would you do that when you're really good at math? You're really good at math. You should be an engineer. And like I said earlier, all the rules are different in entrepreneurship and it's so hard to break that. And it's so hard to accept that just because academics works that way, just because being an employee works that way, doesn't mean that I cannot have success in something new, trying something that's completely out of my comfort zone um, and really trying to break down those beliefs that others instilled in me was so hard. And even to this day, I still have to work on that and realize that they may want what's best for me and they may be giving me their opinion in that, um, in hopes of that. But really, I just need to unlock that, leave that over there with them and do my own thing. It's, it's something we work on on a daily basis, but I think especially as a new entrepreneur, not holding on to other people's beliefs about you is the hardest thing. It is. Well, you said it was like we start as children, like we start in the academic. And it's interesting you mentioned that because usually when we finish secondary school or high school, we do a test to see what we're good at in order to pick the career choice to know that. And, and most of the times, like there's certain things that you might be absolutely amazing at, but that doesn't mean that you like doing them. It just comes really natural to you. And it's just not something you want to do for the rest of your life. Right. 
Oh, absolutely. It definitely starts in childhood. And unfortunately, with academics, that's how it goes. They want to put you in a in a box right away. Mm -hmm. So then they can just like train you into be that perfect employee. And then when you're miserable in that box, you feel shame. Like, why am I not happy here? I'm so great at what I do. Why, why can't I be happy? Everybody says I should be here. Um, and it's, it's a lot to unpack and get over. If you want to be successful though, as an entrepreneur, it is something that you have to work on on a daily basis, whether you are new, you've been in business a year like myself or four years like you, like you're constantly being reminded of, of societal limitations and working through them so you can give yourself fully to the people that need your help. Exactly. There's there's a question I want to ask you there, like in your opinion, because this is something that's been like, it's been on my mind for a while, especially with people that are getting started. And they're always telling you like, you know, you have to be very, very specific on the niche that you pick because you want people to recognize you by that. And, you know, and you want to be good at that one thing. And, um, and for people who are multi-passionate or they have different, like, you know, they want to do so many different things that they were limited of doing before they started their business. Do you believe in your opinion, it should be like that? You should be known by that one thing? So in terms of being multi-passionate versus really niching down and focusing on one thing, I do think as a new entrepreneur, it is important to focus on one thing. Can you imagine if I showed up every, you know, on Monday as a blogger, on Tuesday as a VA, and then on Wednesday as a coach, it would get confusing to my audience, like how I can help them. But that doesn't mean if you start out as a VA that you have to be a VA forever. Mm -hmm. It just means like you have to kind of um, focus on that, grow in that, and then perhaps in a year, you can add coaching services to your package or to your um, product suite. But it's really important to make your name in one way and then branch out from there. And if you think about um, even social media influencers, they start off as somebody who is always talking about beauty or Mm -hmm. travel. And then once they kind of become the brand themselves, then it's really easy to um, maybe start talking about other things that interest them or bringing up social causes. So I think it's really important to make the name first. And then once you have that following, you're going to have people that are going to follow you no matter what you talk about, no matter what services you offer them, because they trust you, they connect with you, and they know that you can help them. That's a very, uh, that's a very good way of putting it. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have an exercise for us, a timeline exercise. Yes. Um, sure. So this is an exercise that I do with my clients when they're struggling with limiting beliefs. Um, I think when we talk about limiting beliefs, we can very easily point out the belief like I am not good at public speaking. So I don't want to do live videos or 
I'm not really good at um, design, so I don't want to make my own graphics. Like, it's really easy to point out our flaws and rationalize them like, well, the reason that I'm not good at public speaking is because I haven't had enough practice or the reason that I'm not good at public speaking is sometimes I say my words wrong. Mm-hmm. As a logical person, we can identify those, but we still hang on to them. Why is that? It's because of the emotion that we've kind of attached to that limiting belief. Um, so I'll talk about one that I've worked on a lot, and that is public speaking. I've always felt I was good at it, but um, when I was younger, I would sometimes say words wrong, like totally mispronounce them. Like um, instead of saying ambulance, I would say ambience, <laughs> just because it rolled off my tongue that way. That's so um, cute. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can giggle at it now, and I, I, I do, if you're talking to me, I'll say ambience just because <laughs> that's how my mouth works. <laughs> but when I was in high school, I wanted to be a news reporter and I wanted to be on TV, you know, mm-hmm. sharing the news. I just thought that was cool and it interests me. But my dad would say things like, how can you be a news reporter if you can't even say your words right? You know, you have to be able to talk correctly to be in in front of an audience like that. So I can talk about how I say words wrong. And I can tell you that sometimes it's frightening for me to speak in public because I don't want people to judge me if I say a word wrong. But I'm still like holding on to that emotion of how it made me felt, you know, 30 years ago when my dad said that to me. But with this exercise that I go through with my clients, we actually travel back in time. And sometimes they know where they picked up the limiting belief from. Sometimes it's a surprise when we're doing this exercise and they realize um, where they actually picked up that belief from. And we actually go back to that moment in time and we witness it from a third party view. So instead of being in the moment, we are watching it from the outside. And then we can really pick up on the lesson they needed to learn from that situation and release the emotion around it. Mm -hmm. So if we're using my example with how I speak, I can accept the lesson that I needed to learn is that I could use some work on some of my pronunciations, but I can accept it at that and leave that judgment and that sort of embarrassment that came with my dad's words in that moment in time. And then I can travel back to the present and just say, you know, sometimes I, I mess up my words. And if I want to become a better public speaker, I need to work on that and not carry the shame with that anymore. So it's really powerful because we kind of leave that baggage behind We accept it as a lesson we needed to learn and just leave it in the past. Mm -hmm. And then we can start moving forward with, with what we want to do. So it's super powerful and it's just fascinating to see people go through this and kind of the weight they come into the session with, and then 
the lightheartedness and like the relief that they leave the session with they because do. now they know they they can move on um, and they can start doing that thing that they have been afraid to do or have wanted to do, but were unsure of themselves in that moment in time. I love that, Amanda. I think like shame, shame is such a strong word, is it? that we carry it around, um, especially if we have to admit something and admit it out loud, even admit it to ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and let's face it, the shame that we carry, 98% of the time, it's not real. And it's just mm -hmm. someone else's judgment upon us. Yeah. And um, just learning to let go of someone else's judgment and just know that we are perfect human beings the way we are. Of course, there's always opportunities for growth, but even our weaknesses are, you know, beautiful and are what make us unique. Yes, absolutely. Well, love, like, you know, if you say, because I found that cute, I say like that wouldn't have such a heavy weight on this stage and age. If you go on stage and you mispronounce something or, you know, as in I'd say like it's a different generation now as in it was 20, 30 years ago that we put in order for somebody to be successful. It was they had this suit. They had uh, they behave a certain way. They, they never curse. Oh, my gosh. These people never curse. It looked <laughs> like they were, you know, the spit image is something really perfect. And meanwhile, now we have we have that we have I don't know, we have people like Gary V. We have people like Tony Robbins cursing, you know, just like just out there and being successful at the same time and wearing regular clothes like they don't wear suits. Oh, absolutely. I, I love that the image of success and the image of perfect is more realistic these days than it was, you know, 20, 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, but I think for people our age and our generation who maybe had a childhood growing up where, um, you know, you better dot your I's and cross your T's and yeah. stay in line and then transitioning um, into the current environment where it's okay if you mess up. Um, it's just a learning experience and it's okay if you show up in uh, jeans and a t-shirt or if you swear in front of your audience or on a conference call like it definitely is a better world because we're allowing people to be more authentic and more real on a day-to-day -day basis um, and I think about that sometimes but in general being able to to release some of those um beliefs I had as a child um even though I see like how the world is today it's still hard to let go of those and having the help yeah. and having the tools and the exercises to do that um is phenomenal and it's just been life-changing for me and a lot of my clients too yeah no, no it, it is well you said it. it's like 98 percent. it's not our shame it's not our it's somebody else's judgment that we take it with us and carry it around i'm sure if yep. that that probably that wouldn't have been said to you by your father when you were a kid you'd probably be in the news right now you would have probably been a cnn <laughs> oh absolutely if, <laughs> if i didn't doubt the way i showed up mm -hmm. on camera back in the 90s i would have totally been on that track because it was definitely a great passion of mine. And, you know, I've been successful with what I have chosen in life. Um, 
but definitely my life would have been completely different. And mm-hmm. I would have totally been on that journalist track um, in college and beyond. And yeah, CNN, yeah. I would have loved that. Yeah. Well, you're doing this now that you always have to like, you know, do lives and show up and everything. So it, it came around in your life eventually as well. So you're following your passion in a different way as well. Yes, absolutely. Oh, it's, nice. um, it led me to where I am now. So I can't complain. Um, and you're right with the lives and, and everything public speaking is just as important mm-hmm. and being able to just have the confidence and just show up as myself. And, um, you know, some people won't like me. A lot of people love me and that's all that matters. Yeah, absolutely. Amanda, thank you so, so much for being here. Uh, if people want to reach out to you, work with you, get to know you better, where they can find you, hon? They can find me on Facebook and Instagram. My handle is the Amanda Peterson on both platforms. And um, feel free to follow, DM me, let me know what, what limiting beliefs have, um, how they have held you back. And let's work through something together and, and get you through that and get you onto a new path. All right. Awesome. Love you. Before we wrap up, I'll add all the links on the podcast. And before we wrap up, what would you like to tell someone who's getting just getting started on their business or who's on the transition as you have, like going from blogger to VA to now business and mindset coach? I would say if you're just getting started or you're thinking about getting started is just do something. Um, it doesn't have to be your final thing, like you're not locking into a lifetime commitment. So if you want to start with a blog, start it, you're gonna at the very least, learn a lot about online business, you're going to learn a lot about Mm -hmm. social media, um, you know, getting yourself out there. And then you're also just going to naturally evolve into what you're meant to be. Um, So just get started. And everybody starts somewhere. So If you're looking at myself or Maria or someone else online that you think is way more polished and that you're not ready because you're not there yet, guarantee you everybody starts somewhere. If you were to look at my content online a year ago or Maria's content online four years ago, um, I would hope that would make you feel less intimidated with getting started. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know how Facebook has reminders of things that you've done a couple of years ago. And I remember five, oh, four years yeah. ago, <laughs> four years, five years ago now, I think, because yesterday I had the reminder. I set up myself a challenge of doing lives. So I went live every day on Facebook. Uh, on my personal page and it was just like 10 minutes or five minutes here and there I would come out of the shower towel on still on I would like chat about every whatever and it was like 30 days and I'm looking at it now and I'm like oh my god oh my god I'm like (laughs) (laughs) what were you thinking women (laughs) but yeah the only way to grow is to go through it so it's all good (laughs) absolutely absolutely all right Amanda (laughs) thank you so so much lovey and definitely lovey anybody who's listening give us a shout drop your comments and follow us and give a follow to Amanda on Instagram I love following you on Instagram and yes if you have any question about living in beliefs what's holding you back if you know what it is and you don't know how to work through it as well get in touch with amanda and she'll be there to give you a hand okay 
Uh, thanks a million, Amanda. And thank you, everybody, for listening. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, guys. Thanks for tuning in, lovies. I love to hear your thoughts and opinions. So drop your comments or give us a shout. I'd like to get to know you more. And what help and support do you need most to help you grow your business? I am Maria C. Krause, and I help entrepreneurs become more visible by sharing their unique story, inspire, heal, and make a bigger impact. If you'd like to become a guest or a collaborator in any of our platforms or simply want to know about how I can help you take your business to the next level, you can find me on all social media platforms under Maria C. Krause or check out my website for freebies and updates at www.mariacrause.com. Make sure to follow us and share with your best besties to get your weekly dose of inspiration and motivation to kick ass in life and in business. Love, like, be. Have a wonderful day, whatever in the world you are. Bye.